0: Delay in capital raising has placed Dhanlaksmi Bank under RBI's tight monitoring. What has led to this move? What does this mean for the bank in the coming months? And will this make the bank an easy acquisition target? I'm your host, Siddharth, and you're listening to the BL Context. Today, we have with us Hamsini Karthik to give us more details on this. Welcome to BL Context, Hamsini. Thank
1: you so much, Siddharth.
0: Hamsini, why has the RBI increased its oversight over the Bank and what is the sequence of events that led to this point?
1: So, what's happening is that the bank has been uh, on and off its problems for almost two years now. Unlike other cases that we've had lately, a Lakshmi Vilas Bank or a Yes Bank, it's not really a situation of capital inadequacy, but it's more a feud between shareholders. There are a couple of popular, influential shareholders at the bank who want to be part of the management, but the current board that is in place, that it did not allow their nomination into the board so these people have gone and appealed uh, at the kerala high court for their inclusion into the board of the bank that matter is still getting heard now because of that what's happened is that banking is a simple business of you know getting money and lending money it's rotational money what's happening is that they're not able to source money they've had those issues and they've been having those issues for a long time the bank had planned to go in for a fundraise through the process of a rights issue because rights issue was relatively one of the faster modes to raise capital. And it's also an efficient process. You know who's interested and you specifically target those people. But then even for a rights issue to go through, you need a certain population at the board. You need a certain mix at the board with one woman independent director and so on and so forth. This bank has been lacking on that. Technically, we call it an inadequate vote issue. And the bank has been faced with this issue for a very long time, almost a year now, one could say. So as a consequence of that, uh, Darlashmi Bank has had problems, challenges in raising capital through rights issue. On the flip side, because capital hasn't come in, it's doing its business with whatever churn bank is currently making, right? But that's not going to be really helping it carry on for too long. And that is where now they're going to have some bit of challenges. They have a tier two bond worth about 150 crores. Now, there are two components to this tier two bond. 60 crores of it is to be considered as debt. 90 crores of it is to be considered as tier two bonds. Now, this 90 crores, they have a markdown or a write-off period, and that kicks off from November. So, in two tranches, you'll see 90 crores getting wiped off the bank's capital adequacy. Now, if that happens, the capital position of the bank would come under threat. Right now, it's seen to be healthy. It's around 12% uh, as per the latest uh, filings. But this is the total capital adequacy, tier 1, tier 2 exact position, we will know once it announces its results. But this could start depleting if they have to take the write-downs and markdowns and all that starting November. Now, once that is going to be a challenge, then it is a question of survival because you are going to be faced with a liquidity and a solvency crisis. And that's why RBI has started... Uh, increasing its monitoring on the bank. Earlier, people used to report, people at the uh, your uh, oversight teams and uh, um, monitoring teams and uh, the CEOs and all CEOs, uh, treasury heads, every, everyone, they used to report into RBI maybe once a week or so. Now I'm made to understand that uh, almost on a daily basis, the RBI is getting sort of uh, informed about what the status at the bank is. Uh, so, its uh, I wouldn't say it's really that uh, difficult. It is in a very precarious position just yet, but it could come there without the fundraise.
0: How does Danlaksmi Bank look in terms of fundamentals?
1: I wouldn't say it's very shaky. They incurred a lot of losses till December. Uh, to that extent, March 2022, the fourth quarter of FY22, was a turnaround period. They posted a small amount of 30-odd crores of profits. Uh, so they've been able to get back to the uh, uh, business. The problem is that when the new MD CEO took charge, He did it in the middle of the pandemic and the pandemic has been pretty much a washout period for a lot of these smaller banks because they tend to be very focused on small businesses, agriculture, gold loans and so on. And um, like I mentioned earlier, with uh, the limitation of capital in place, there's only that much business that one can really target. So you've got to spend your money judiciously and that has uh, shown up on their books as well. Now, March quarter, they turned around well. Uh, June quarter, also, they turned around quite well. Uh, the current quarter, they've sent out provisional numbers. Loan growth is in double digit. I made mean, to believe um, it's around 30-odd uh, uh, 30, 30 percent as per exchange filings. Um, gold loans is a very important part of business for them. That's grown about 19%. But the problem really is that of deposits. They've managed to grow their deposits only around... Eight, uh, seven, six and a half seven percent, 6.85 to be very precise. So somewhere they are beginning to face issues of going to public to raise deposits and all that. Uh, so how long do they um, carry on business without capital is now increasingly becoming a question at the bank.
0: Does the turn of events make Danleksmi Bank an acquisition target now?
1: Yes. Yes. Um, so uh all these small private sector banks, the Danluxley Bank has a pedigree of over 100 years. So uh, technically, they're all classified as uh, old private sector banks. They have for a very long time been shopping candidates. The reason being is that uh, RBI is a little stingy when it comes to handing out bank licenses although now bank licenses are are available on tap, it's not going to be very easy to, you know, uh, on a greenfield basis, uh, uh, take up a license and set shop. That's at least a six-year period to, you know, do the sweat job. Uh, And therefore, banks like Dhan Lakshmi are very attractive acquisition candidates. But if you ask me, is that going to be an easy process? Not really. Because uh, Dhan Lakshmi Bank has a Quite a lot of, you know, influential investors, a lot of them based in the Middle East. Uh, They have very strong connections with Kerala. You have Dubai's Yulu Group, which is a stakeholder in the bank. Ravi Pillai, who owns about 10%, is a huge business bank in the Middle East. Uh, So are any of these people going to really give up their control, uh, willingly in the bank? Answer is pretty much no. Now, can it go the LDP way where equity is written down entirely to hand it over to a new investor? We have to really wait and watch because right now the capital position is not very precarious, but it could turn precarious. And when, when it does turn precarious, RBI has the powers to write off equity. We need to wait and watch. Maybe in about a couple of months, two, three months, the whole story will play out.
0: When is the Danlaxmi Bank rights issue and will there be any delays as of now?
1: Well, at BL, we reported it that they were preparing for one. which should be rolled out by latest by August. But uh, we're in October and there's no sight of when the rights issue is going to be rolled out. It's not a very high ticket one. It's about just 130 odd crore issuance that we're talking about. But uh, there are those challenges that the bank continues to face, especially with respect to having the forum at uh, its board. And since that's really not in place yet, uh, the rights issue is getting delayed. So when is the rights issue going to come? It's anybody's guess, really.
0: Are there any other banks that have faced increased scrutiny in recent times?
1: We saw um, RBL face... uh, Slightly high scrutiny. RBL had its share of problems. RBL Bank, it share it had its share of problems from the mid FY twenties, even ahead of the pandemic, uh, because a few of the corporate loans went bad, and they had to take up huge write-offs and so on. So that is one candidate that I can think of. In the recent times, RBL definitely is one. Uh, having said that, there are a few other names like Indusind, Yes Bank, and all, which had their fair share of issues. Yes Bank story is very well known for all of us and uh, yes bank although it is out of the uh, woods uh, pretty much out of the woods i could say there is still a fair amount of uh, um, regular intervention or regular communication that happens between the bank and the regulator Uh, then uh, intersint faced a bit of uh, you know uh, issues especially on the deposits front they had a run on deposits post the uh, yes bank fiasco uh, that was from uh, of the period between April to June, so that saw the RBI sort of uh, you know increasing its supervision on what's really happening on ground and so on. But having said that, it's very natural for RBI to seek data from banks on a very regular basis, and that's the job of the compliance teams really. Uh, um, when you say that uh, you know uh, the the uh, oversight has increased, when beyond just a special supervision manager or or an SSM which has been appointed in the Lakshmi's case. You have almost a daily reporting to RBI from the compliance team, which is what Dhanalakshmi is doing right now. Those are instances when you can say that the oversight on a bank has really increased. Barring Dhanalakshmi, I'm not sure at this point in time, there is anything really which is in the uh, worrisome radar as far as the regulator is concerned.
0: Thank you, Hamsini.
1: Thanks so much, Siddharth.
0: Thank you for sharing your thoughts on this issue. And until the next episode of BL Context, this is Siddharth, signing off.